You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the First and Ten Podcast, brought to you by Blogging the Boys, powered by SB Nation. As always, Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis here to talk about all things Dallas Cowboys. And full disclosure, we are mere minutes after recording this, mere minutes after the Dallas Cowboys lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. And honestly, I don't know how to really say it other than heartbreaking fashion. That was about as tough of a game that I can remember as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I mean, for a regular season game, I think it was just the drama, the highs and the lows, the, the absolute like insanity when it came to certain parts of this game, whether it be officiating or the play of certain players or the ebbs and the flows of this was one of the most highs and low type of game that I've ever been a part of. But before we get really into it, Aiden, how are you feeling? What are some of your initial thoughts? I mean, it's tough because I'm right now I'm juggling the fact that there are positives we can take away from this game, but it's really difficult to have positives in a game where you were so close to winning and really should have won at certain points. And man, I you're you're you mentioned it. it was the the fact that if this had happened against the Cardinals, if this had happened against any other team on our schedule outside of maybe the Niners. Like it would be fine. I would be, I I would be disappointed, but it's like, okay. Like it it was just a tough loss. The fact that this came against the Eagles, the fact that we had multiple chances to win it, the fact that we battled back, the fact that Dak looked incredible today and we still weren't able to win. It just hurts. There's no other way to say it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you look at it, right? I know we're going to refresh it. Cowboys lose 28 to 23, drop to five and three as the Eagles move to eight and one heading into the bye. We had talked about it last week when we kind of did like about a 10 to 12 minute preview of it. There was a lot to gain, right? For the Cowboys with a win here coming up against a poor Giants team then a poor Carolina Panthers team, and then you got a Washington Reds, uh, excuse me, Commanders team on Thanksgiving, three very winnable games. If the Cowboys were able to find a way to beat a good, I mean, it's a good Eagles team, but they are a beatable Eagles team. That is what makes this so absolutely frustrating. Um, You know, just for full transparency, we're not really scripting this. We're going to talk emotion. We're going to talk about feelings. Like we're literally recording this, what, 10 minutes after the game ended, Aiden, just for, just for people to understand when they listen to this Monday, like there is going to be, I mean, it's tough to to kind of decipher all this, but we're going to do our best we can here. And um, I mean, I'm just going to start and jump on it right here for the two things that stood out to me was, and I'm not this type of person you can, we've recorded. It's gotta be over a hundred podcasts at this point together. Like at this point we've done over a hundred podcasts. I've never once blamed referees, man, but the referees played a massive, massive 
impact on this football game. That is for the Eagles. That is for the Cowboys. The, the, the NFL officiating as a whole is in a very dark spot across the league. And even though some of those calls hurt the Cowboys and help the Cowboys, it is under no circumstances a good thing for the NFL that this is one of the first things I wanted to talk about after this game. It was very similar to the Chargers game where it, it just at some point it just turned into a ref show. Like if you look at the finals, I think both teams finished with like, I think it was eight penalties around 70 yards, but that doesn't, it doesn't measure where those penalties came into play. It was critical third downs. It was moments where you feel like the Cowboys were gaining momentum or the Eagles were gaining momentum and boom, a penalty hits and completely resets. It was just very critical moments in this game. So although 140 penalty yards is nothing absurd, you're right. I think both Eagles and Cowboys fans can agree on the fact that this turned into a ref show at points. And especially in the second half where, I mean, it turned into a real battle in the second half. And I just wanted to see both teams battle. And the fact that, you were missing penalties in key areas and then calling just the softest penalties against I, I, both both sides were called for very soft penalties. Both sides saw missed calls. It's like, what are we doing here? I want to watch football. I don't want to see the zebras throw a penalty on every play and have that dictate how this game flows, which it did today. And what's even frustrating about it is not only were some of the calls that they made like absurd some of the calls that they didn't call were absurd. Like they asserted themselves in moments and then didn't in others. And it was just like, if you're going to do this, do this, right? Don't half step this. If you're going to be fully entrenched in this game, get fully entrenched in this game or step away and let two heavyweight NFC teams fight it out in a game that really wasn't that like, I mean, I know there's a lot of penalties, but it did, did it feel like two teams that were playing sloppy football? Cause I didn't really think that there was too, too much sloppy football there. No, it was, I mean, there were obvious penalties like uh, against both sides. Like the Bradbury penalty against Gallup was 100% right. pass interference. There was a handful of penalties against the that 1,000% should have been called. However, you may, you mentioned the, and that's what I want to get at. And I'm going to bring two examples that go against the Cowboys, but there are examples on Philadelphia's side. Two penalties that outraged me today. Number one, the, the Schoonmaker holding penalty was called. And if you're calling ticky-tack holding penalties, sure. But the very next drive, Devon or A.J. Brown catches a screen pass, and Devontae Smith has Deron Bland just purely by the outside shoulders. He is holding nothing but outside shoulder jersey. And it's like, okay, you just called this on Schoonmaker. You're not going to call this on Devontae Smith. And the more obvious example of this these inconsistencies is the fact that, who is it? Was it Cooks that... Or was it Lamb that they were all over his arms? Or who who was who was the Cowboys receiver there? Were there and didn't we didn't get the call? It could have. I mean, it happened like three it, times. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. There was one play where the defender was all over the Cowboys wide receiver. Easily should have been a pass interference call. And it's like, okay, if you're gonna let him play, let him play. But then the very next drive, you see Stephon Gilmore getting called against AJ Brown when both players had given up on that the play. That was the both most egregious knew... play. That was exactly. the most that was like, all right, things were ticky tack, things were bad, but that was the first play where I was like, this is this is a problem. Like that, yep. that is a that's not a five yard defensive holding. That's not like a 10 yard penalty. That is a spot foul that is in excess of like a normal just penalty. That is a game driving 
you know, that's a game changing, a drive changing penalty. And both, I think even AJ Brown, if you ask him in a serious moment, was like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that was just mm-hmm. so beyond bad. And it just continued to, to get worse. And, you know, I don't want to spend too, too much time on it because that's not what this is about. Yeah. Probably, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on it. But what I do want to talk about, you got any final thoughts before we kind of change the subject here? Yeah, I'll just say I'm I'm not going to be the one to say that the I'm not going to stand on my soapbox and say that the Cowboys lost this game because of the refs. I think there were the refs helped us out at points, and I think the refs hurt us at points. The the refs are not the reason that the Cowboys lost this game, and that's I think where we should end that. Yeah. Unless you disagree. No, I don't disagree. I, I it is very frustrating when they make impactful moments, but you can't. Yeah. I even if the 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 refs impacted three or four plays, three or four plays don't make a game. You know, they can hurt or help a situation, but. Yeah, they they did they dug their own hole. And speaking of the person who dug their own hole, I just tweeted this. And you know, as you listen this Monday morning, I tweeted it. You know, Sunday night was that Terrence Steele's worst football game as an NFL offensive lineman. Like my man, if he wasn't giving up the sack, he was getting like he was getting beat so easily off the line. And again, I come from a family in offensive lineman. Like when you get beat that quickly, I find myself going like, "Let it go, let the ball go." You know what I mean? Because he's coming. It was. It was really bad. It was really, really bad for Terrence Steele tonight. The thing that hurt, you're completely right. Terrence Steele is, more so than the refs, one of the main reasons the Cowboys lost this game. It's so disappointing, too, because maybe you disagree, but I thought all four other offensive linemen played immaculate football against a very good defensive line. Yeah, Yeah. Smith had Smith had his uh, false start like they weren't perfect. And you're not going to be against a Philadelphia defensive line. But when four offensive linemen are playing great against arguably the best defensive line in football and then your right tackle or yeah, your right tackle is absolutely getting worked, not just against Hassan Reddick. Brandon Graham also worked him, which was the more frustrating part. The fact that your right tackle is the one that like it becomes so obvious how much how how much his down game is impacting this game that was the most frustrating part and yes Terrence Steele easily the worst game of his career that i can think of yeah it, it just every moment man it just <laughs> it's so frustrating right so uh, like i don't i want to be positive but it's it's just tough right now right it's just tough to look at this game and i i know you had said like you can take some I believe you said a couple of minutes yeah. ago you could take positives from it, but I, I I tweeted that out again earlier. Like I don't want any moral victories from this, right? I want a I want a normal victory. I don't want to say, and you know, Mike McCarthy is up on the podium talking about right now how he likes the makeup of this team and he likes how they fight. That's all well and good, but where's the finish? You know, I what what is Dax thing? Faith fight finish? Like we need the finish part. You know what I mean? Because I appreciate the fight and I believe in you know there's good faith in this team because there is talent there, but we haven't seen a finish yet. We haven't. Like, I know Dak, and I spend a lot of time defending Dak Prescott here. I, and he, I mean, I feel, I actually genuinely feel bad. You know, I genuinely feel bad. I mean, looking at some of these numbers, um, he went 29 for 44, 374 passing yards, three touchdowns, and 115.2 passer rating. But the number and at that... Least, at least three of those incompletions were drops, too. Right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we got another person we can talk about, and he kind of made up yep. for it at the end, but... Um, the, the biggest glaring thing I look at when I see his stats is the five sacks. They, they weren't just sacks. They were like awful timing, you know, at, when you need to make a play, your guy just didn't make the play sacks. And it's, I hate to see a, a, 
you know, he plays like that against the hated division rival and it's all for nothing, right? It feels like it absolutely means nothing. And, and that's unfair to a guy who gets a ton of criticism. Yeah, it. Dak played an amazing game today, but he had two opportunities at the end of the game to like two great opportunities, two opportunities within the both of them made it within the red zone, right? Both drives. One of them made it to the six yard line. Yeah. The, the, I mean, either he had two amazing opportunities to win the game at the end. And like your defense, he, they hold him with one minute left, give you another opportunity. Like Dak had the opportunities to win today and he didn't. And that really hurts, but especially because like the rest of the game, he was playing immaculate football up until that point. I hate that and, though, because like you said, there, there's penalties, there's sacks, there's, you know, referees are certain guys just not doing the right thing, you know. It just and then, like you said, and it's not you, you're a much smarter person than a lot of people I end up fighting with online. But people lesser and people that are in tune with the game are going to say something similar to what you said and be like, well, Dak didn't get it done. And that's what it's going to look like. But that's just not the case. You know what I mean? In my opinion. No, no, no. If you look at those, how those last two drives ended, it was Terrence Steele getting worked and that the. Cowboys getting backed up to third and 21 and then Dak throwing an absolute laser to set them up with a manageable fourth down. And at that point, it's just like it comes down to one throw. Yeah, it wasn't a great throw, probably targeted the wrong receiver on that one. But like I'm not laying the fact that the Cowboys had to battle back from third and 21 and almost converted that series. I'm not laying that at the feet of Dak. I'm also not laying it at the feet of Dak, given the last drive with Terrence Steele or uh, sorry, Tyler Smith false start another Terrence Steele getting worked, leading to a sack, and then uh, the the lay game might be Dak. I would assume it's Dak, but like that last series, that's also like I'm not going to lay it at the feet of him, but I will say I he had the opportunities to do it, and it's not a criticism of him, but it's like he had those opportunities, and it would have been amazing if he could have got it done. The thing that sucks is you see a guy who plays as well as he did, right? Get down to the 11-yard line with 27 seconds left. Everything out in front of you to win this football game. 11 yards, 27 seconds left when you're doing nothing but throwing the ball is like it's the full four plays, right? You got four plays to get 11 yards. Um, And then a calamity of errors, right? That's the thing that stinks is like he didn't even have a chance. He didn't have a chance at the Terrence Steele sack, so that's, what, a 15-yard loss. Now you're on, like, the 20-something, and then they're trying to gather themselves, and then you get the delay of game, and now you're on the 31-yard line. Then you pick up, you know, what, 18 of 21 yards or whatever, and then... So close. They're so close, and then, you know, you got to rush to the line, and you got to spike it, and instead they try to take a shot to Tolbert, which he tried to channel a little Dan Marino in that situation, which is fine, but... I, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if that's the right call there, but it, it just, you saw it look so promising so quickly and then it faded just so just as fast. And, you know, we had talked about Terrence Steele and I think we were just, you know, we're kind of looking at each other. I think we agree. Michael Gallup early on. I mean, what a, what a complexion changing drop there. I know he had a couple of catches and he drew a pass interference. So he had some things that made up for it. And, you know, I'll give him credit for where, where credit is due, but that ball reminded me of last week when Tony Pollard got hit in the face and was like, you threw it, like, what's going on? And you remember Dak was yeah. like, it hit you in the face. It felt like the same thing. Like, how are you not, how are you across, how are you crossing face of the quarterback about seven yards downfield and not expecting the football? 
You know what I mean? Like, how are you? You're a wide receiver. That is your job. How do you take take the football to the face and not expect that football to come in that moment? It's just, it just, it every single time this team finds a more unique way to lose a football game because this is something I've never seen before. That was such a huge drop, and you. It's early on in the game, so like, I don't think I would be willing to bet my entire life savings that the focus is going to be on the final two drives that the Cowboys had instead of that Gallup drop. But you're right. It the momentum. It just that completely killed all momentum the Cowboys had, and we both tweeted out similar things when that happened. And I think we're both on the same page. I mentioned positives at the beginning of this episode. One positive to me is Tolbert proved to me he can be the wide receiver three, and I want to see that moving forward. I Gallup. He 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 did make up. He had a couple good catches that made up for that. Kind of made up for that drop. But Tolbert to me looks like the wide receiver three. Based off what I've seen, I like Gallup. I still want him getting reps, but I like that drop, man. He hasn't he hasn't been able to create separation all year. He's made good catches at times. He's also dropped some bad balls at times. I'm ready to see the Tolbert show because Tolbert looks like he can separate. It looks like he's got the speed and that touchdown catch from Tolbert like that is I'm ready to see it. Yeah, you know, it's it has got to be a change. right? So you're looking at Michael Gallup, two receptions, 19 yards targeted three times. Um, Jalen Tolbert, three reception, 49 yards, targeted five times. So you can kind of see it changing a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was really perplexing, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize how how absurd C.D. Lamb was. <laughs> 11, what, 180 yards? 191 yards. Yeah, 11 reception, 191 yards, targeted 16 times. But... I mean, yeah, if you want to take some positives from this, look at CD Lamb, look at Jake Ferguson, look at the development of Tolbert. If you want to look at negatives, we already went through that. But, you know, that's the thing, man. That's the thing right there. Jake, you know, Jake Ferguson comes through, but then Luke Schoonmaker, right? An inch short. Like, how do you not run the right depth there to, to get in the end zone? Such a tough thing. And then I know Dak's trying to make a play, and in the moment he steps out and it's a toe. Like, they say it's a game of inches, man. This is truly, like, maddening how much of a difference six inches can make in a football game. It was, I think you can lump all of these things into just, like, the luck was not on the Cowboys' side today. And it's a weird, like, luck's not, I understand, like, some of this is actual, like, mental mistakes. For example, on that Schoonmaker touchdown, Greg Olson mentioned it. Ferguson should have set a better like natural pick there. Like he ran way too deep. The defender was able to easily get under it, commit a pass interference against Schoonmaker, but that was not called. So it was short of the touchdown. Yeah. And so it was like some of that was just it was mistakes by the Cowboys. But like three fumble, the Eagles fumbled three times, recovering all three of those. That's just pure. The luck did not bounce the Cowboys way in that one. If you fumble three times, we're gonna more than likely we're going to recover one of those on a normal game. Right. It didn't happen today. You mentioned like there were just, there was stuff that like little tidbits that thrown throughout the game that it's like, yeah, things just aren't bouncing our way today. And that kind of sucks because if it does this, maybe the Cowboys escape with the win. Who knows? It just, do you, do you agree that it's kind of like, it felt like the luck just wasn't there for us today. Yeah. And you know what? I'm tired. I'm really, really tired of having that conversation. You yep. know, like we got it. And it's such a fair point. But as Cowboys fans, I'm tired of looking at every game like, can you believe that happened? Can you believe that happened? Oh, my God. Can you believe that happened? And it's every time it happens, we lose. Right. I, I can't. I think the last time I was like, 
in a, oh my God, I can't believe that happened positive moment was like, what, Amari Cooper's like tipped ball against the Eagles for a touchdown in overtime? Like, when was the last time you were like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened Cowboys for a positive manner? Okay, yeah, like like in terms of the luck bouncing, yeah. Yeah, okay, like I, thought, I, I thought you meant. Maybe Atlanta in 2020. Ooh, that watermelon kick. Yeah, that's a, that was about the last time I was like, can you believe that happened in a positive way? Yeah, I think like that. I was interpreting more of that like when like the Cowboys not being able to win a close game, and like I was seeing some people like some people during the game were texting me like Dak just can't get it done, and I was like, hey, do you remember the Chargers game that happened like two games ago when Dak won us that game on a game winning drive? Like, done, <laughs> like, yeah. So no, it, in terms of but in terms of the luck bouncing our way, yeah. I mean, you brought up two great. I'm trying to think anything from last season what did anything happen in the like final drive Uh, of that texans game last season support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team now more than ever educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I, mean, was just, I don't know. It was a good drive against a bad team. I mean, it, yeah. I think it, against the Texans last year, it's like, all right, we're a better team. It's time to just show this here real quick, you know? But no, yep. it's now, I guess, more directly, what do you take from this game? Like, what can you as, you know, Aiden Davis, if you're in that locker room, you're Dak Prescott, like, what are you taking from this football game? Are you ready for me to get a little positive on you? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm I'm still hot around the collar right now, but you know what? I think a little positivity might help. So I'm I'm in your boat that I am so unbelievably upset that the Cowboys weren't able to get that done. And it hurts so bad the fact that you had two opportunities and weren't able to get it done. But everything we mentioned, the Cowboys were playing on the road in arguably the most difficult place to play in the NFL. They were playing a top three team in the NFL, arguably top one based off power. Rank- Almost every power ranking had the Eagles as the best team in the NFL. The penalties completely threw off the entire game. You weren't able to get any momentum either side. We just mentioned it. The luck did not bounce your way. And given all of that, the Cowboys hung in there with the Eagles until the final seconds. And to me, we mentioned like that 49ers game was kind of a measuring stick game. If you want to use this as a measuring stick game, like this Cowboys team is a good team. It did not bounce our way today. And I'm tired of having this, like you mentioned, I'm tired of having this conversation where like, oh, we are so close, but like, we're a good team. I I want us to actually win at some point. And 
I'm really praying that that happens in January and February. But to me, like this Cowboys team, they're not the team that showed up against the Niners. They're the team that showed up tonight. And I think there are positives to be taken away from this, despite the fact that once again, the Cowboys fall short, which is another very difficult conversation to have, but they can win these games. It We just need to see it eventually. Yeah, I can't disagree with anything you said, right? Everything you say is 100% factual. Like, you can take away, you can feel good about all those things if you'd like. Where I speak from is a is a is a is a love burnt, you know, Cowboys fan, right? I, I feel scorned. Um, so when I look at this, and I, every year I, I find myself saying this every year, like this feels like a different team. This team feels like you know we're not going to see the calamity of things that we're used to seeing, and you know. I, over at Pro Football Network, Network, we got a Slack chat and somebody says typical Cowboys. And it drove me up a wall when I hear that because I'm like, when is that not going to be a thing? You know, when is it's, that? Yeah. You know? But I was going to say, it's just kind of like, that is kind of typical Cowboys. I mean, he's got a point. Yeah. It's, and that's that's the part that, that drove me nuts is because they, they're inventing new ways to lose. You know what I mean? They're finding new ways to, 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 to rip your heart out. And, you know, I, I try to, I try to play it cool, try to play it down the middle all week. I'm not usually the type of person who like goes in and does the back and forth with fans, but you, unless you live under a rock or you're not on social media, you know what this game meant against the two fan bases. And it's just, you'd like to see him come on, come out on top because I felt like unbiasedly the Cowboys played like the better team for most of the night. You know what I mean? Like the quarterback Dak was hooping, you know, Dak was hooping CD lamb, went out there and, and he played ball. And I just want to look at some of these stats because I actually haven't even looked at them yet. I want to look at some of these Eagles players that like, where is it? I, AJ, AJ Brown, 66 yards. The dude went yeah. with six or seven straight games and 125 receiving yards. You yeah, know, say bye-bye to that streak, AJ Brown. Yeah. And the DeAndre Swift averaging 2.4 yards a carry, almost choked the ball to us in the, on the final drive. Like, there are some things to, to feel good about, like you said. There are some statistical numbers that you look at and say, this is a quality football team. But at the end of the day, the only numbers we're looking at is that final score and, this, and the record. And they just have not, at least recently, in the Mike McCarthy era, if you want to tighten it up, you could say even the Jason Garrett era, like they just couldn't get it done. They just haven't been able to get it done. And at what point in time, I mean, Yes, it's week nine. There will be a tomorrow. They got the Giants, they got the Panthers, and they got the Commanders. There's a very good chance they're going to get out of Thanksgiving eight and three. But nine and two would have looked a lot better. Nine and two beating the Eagles would make you feel a lot better. And I just, I'm just tired of having this conversation. Like I said, I'm going to continue to have it. This is what I get paid for. This is my job. But it's just very exhausting to always have to have this disposition about the Dallas Cowboys after a game it almost feels it's like every time we start getting too much hope we just get it's it's predictable every time we're like reaching a point where we're confident in this team boom you get smacked with a loss like this like I know blogging the boys does like the confidence level in the Cowboys like each week and it is you can see like it's the confidence level when obviously started, I don't know, probably started around like 50%. And then it grew to like, it was at like nearing 100%. Oh, this team's great. We just blew out three teams. Oh, well, let's have a loss to the Cardinals to humble us. Oh, we get a couple wins again. We're looking like a competent team. Oh, let's get absolute, absolutely schlacked by the Niners on Sunday night football. Okay, you put together a win against the Chargers. You put together a win against the Rams. 
going against the Eagles, we can win this division still. We're in this. No, you're going to win on some BS into the game. Like you, you're not able to, you have two opportunities and you don't win it. It's just, you're right. It's too, it's getting too predictable and it's, it just hurts. I just want one win where it's like, we're feeling ourselves and then we get a big win and it's like, okay, now we can really, now we're, we can be really confident in this team. And that just hasn't happened in years. Yeah. And you know what? And this is kind of what I'm talking about. Like I said, we're recording this where you're from. It's 723 where I'm recording this from. It's 823. So just for perspective, Sunday Night Football hasn't even kicked off yet. So when I'm reading this, John Machota from The Athletic, uh, Dak Prescott's up on the podium and he says, it sucks in the moment, but there's a lot of good we can take. We're doing the things the right way. It's just an inch here, an inch there. We got to find a way to gain that. And that's kind of my point. Find the inch. It, yeah. How do we how do yep. we find the inch? How do the Dallas Cowboys, who admittedly are gonna be a 10, 11, 12 win team this year, how do they find the inch? How do they become the team that, you know, instead of my co-worker at Pro Football Network saying typical cowboys, the typical cowboys become them finishing games. The typical cowboys are them going out and and putting a hurting on a good team. Like I, I this again. If you want to take moral victories, which I already said I didn't want to, but if you do want to take that point and stance, you're right. This was much better showing against a quality football team than it was against the 49ers. But I almost look at that a little bit differently because I expect that. I don't expect them to get blown up by a division rival. They know this team. You know, they know how to play against this team. Dak coming into the game was like seven and one. You know, he's eight and three all time, seven and one in the last eight games. So I don't know. It's just, it's really frustrating. It's really tough. And, you know, I guess you were the first one to talk about it. I know some other people tweeted it, but you were the first person to talk about the schedule and the difference and how big of a of, of uh, an impact this is. I mean, the Cowboys are going to play the Giants next week. And Daniel Jones reportedly, Aaron Rappaport, saying he might have tore his ACL. So now it's... Yeah, it was Tommy a non-contact DeVito, injury. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Tommy DeVito at quarterback, who was like, what, had negative two passing yards against the Jets? Like, and then you're playing and- against the Panthers? And then Washington? Like... It just hurts so much. I know they say don't look at the future, but it hurts so much to not be possibly nine and two. And the best you can be is eight and three. And you're two and a half games behind the Eagles. And if you win, you'll be two next week. So, you know, I don't know. It's you could try to win. You could try to be positive. But, you know, that's kind of my stance on it right now. I do want to have a conversation about how realistic an NFC East title is given that game. And I don't think it's premature to talk about it. We just got done with Philly. We're heading into week 10. I think it's realistic to start talking about like if the NFC East is still on the table, what is your opinion? Do you like say the Cowboys win the next, say we win the next, I guarantee you we win the next three games. Yeah. And we had to Philly eight with that eight and three, eight and three, eight and three after Washington going into Seattle. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you, like, I don't know how Philly's going to do against the three teams or the two teams they have to play. So, or three teams, the next three teams they have to play. Is the NFC East on the table? Well, it depends. It has to go chalk. It has to go chalk, right? So, if we're both eight and three going into the the week after Thanksgiving, they have a half-game lead because they beat us, you know, essentially. Yeah. That... If it goes chalk and the Cowboys, you know, run the table, win the next three winnable games, and the Eagles find a way to lose the next two and go eight and three, eight and three, like, yeah, it's 100% on the table. But if the Cowboys slip up and the Eagles win, they shouldn't win one that we think they shouldn't, right? If the Eagles won't go one and one and the Cowboys go two and one, now we're sitting here at 
seven and four and then nine and two. And now they're two and a half games as we get past Thanksgiving, it gets a lot harder. So I think things have to go right in the next three weeks. Like there can't be any, any BS going on. It has to go the way we hope it does. And the most, I mean, most of this is a given, but you do have to beat the Eagles on your home turf, which the yes. Cowboys absolutely can. Can I think if this game was in Dallas, I think it likely ends this different way. But like that isn't if you're talking about must wins, like that is the must win game of the year. And then you're likely going to have to get away. Like you still have to play the Bills and the Lions after that. The Cowboys likely would have to maybe beat both teams. If if not, like at the very minimum, you have to beat one yeah. of those teams, which is like those are two very difficult opponents on your matchup after the Eagles game. So the Eagles are getting their tough stretch like now after yep. their bye week, they're getting it, but we're getting ours at the end of the year. So if they need to slip up and we need to find a way to win one or two in that tough stretch, right? Buffalo, Miami, Seattle. Oh, Miami. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Miami on Christmas Eve. So there's end of season gets really tough. So they need to slip up and we need to find a way to steal one. I don't know if you have a number analytic. I don't know if you have a percentage chance to win the division, but I got to think this loss hurts it pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen a percent. I've seen it before. I haven't seen recently. I know that with a loss, we are still at like a 90% chance to make the playoffs. So like playoffs are still fine. I'm not too worried about that. But the it's, it's actually the odd thing is, correct me if I'm wrong. I think let's assume that the Cowboys and Eagles both run the division. Uh, they're they're five and one at the end of the season, having both lost like Cowboys lost to the Eagles, Eagles lost to the Cowboys. I actually think if the Cowboys and Eagles have equal losses, correct me if I'm wrong, but the tiebreaker actually goes to the Eagles because one of their losses will have come to an AFC team being the Jets, whereas the Cowboys so far have only only have two NFC. And this is really early on to start coming yeah. down to tiebreakers. But I almost think the Cowboys have to end up with one win. More, more than the Eagles. Yeah, they can't just tie it. Yeah. I mean, I, right I now, could be wrong about that. No, it'd be right now. So, what are we? The Cowboys are five and three. If they lose two more, they end up 12 and five, right? 12 and five on the season. Do you see the Eagles losing four games in the next seven or eight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are they going to lose half of their remaining games to get to that real- realization? I mean, in this scenario, we're assuming they lose to the Cowboys. So, right. that's one. Okay. I mean, they'd they'd literally this tough stretch they'd have to go through. They'd have to have like a Niner style meltdown. Right. It would have to it would have to be like a loss to the Bills, a loss to the Chiefs, and then um, who's the last one? A loss to the Niners. Yeah. I don't know. So I they would have to, yeah they would have to lose every fifty fifty game. Like, and when I say fifty fifty, I mean like. They could lose that. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a losable game, and they would have to lose all of those eh, all games, which is not. It's not ideal. And I, th- I think that's like kind of what I was trying to get at with this conversation where it's like mm-hmm. that loss, it's, it just makes the NFC East that much harder to win now. And like, mm-hmm. I think we're, we might be staring down the barrel of another five seed. That's, that's kind of where I was at. I'm not accepting that. But no, I've no, come, it's but not I've a guarantee. Ar- no, right. I'm not like accepting it mentally, but I'm preparing for it mentally, right? Like yeah. this win could have different. I mean, we had talked about why this win was important for the Eagles. We had talked about why the win was important for the Cowboys. And now the Cowboys situation is what we're accustomed to, right? The Eagles last year won the division. Now we're probably in the same scenario, a five seed. You hope it's a five seed, right? Seattle is there. 
you know, I know they lost and, you know, they keep, they lost a pretty tough fashion to the Ravens today, but um, there are teams like the NFC wildcard race is a little tighter. This, I mean, there are some bad teams in the conference, but there are some teams that could beat you like Seattle. I'm not just going to say that's going to be a walk in the park, uh, you know, the Thursday night after Thanksgiving. And it's only going to get tougher from there as the end of the season. Like that's the, that's the tough part. Like we're going to go into Buffalo, Miami on Christmas Eve, you know, the Eagles are mixed in there. It's that's why you, you gotta, I'll be really, really like nervous about the legitimacy of this football team. If they lose any of the three next games, if they find a way, you know what I mean? If like, they lose any of the next three games, you can like wild card is a guarantee. Well, the Cowboys will be on that, right? Just like, are we even wasting our time on a team that like they're playing with their dog food? If they lose to Carolina Giants without Danny, you know, Danny Dimes or, or, you know, the Washington on or Thanksgiving the commanders. or the, you, you, you lose to any of those teams after the performance they just played tonight. And now you're starting to say, like, is this team just fun, but that's it? Like, I mean, we're going to, you know, enjoy it while it's here. I don't I don't know if I'm going that far. If that if one of those three games doesn't go the Cowboys way because of what we saw tonight, actually, like we know the Cowboys can hang with good teams. We know that if the Cowboys see Philly in January, like the line's probably going to be three points, even if the Cowboys drop one of the commanders now. Obviously, getting to Philly becomes a lot more difficult if you drop one to the Commanders, Giants, Panthers. But I don't know. Losses like that happen. Granted, I don't like it happening twice in one season, given we dropped, we handed the Cardinals their only win so far. But I don't, I'm not giving up if the Cowboys drop one in the next three games. I'm, I'm giving up hopes on the NFC's title. I, you know, I almost don't even hate the idea of being a five seed because then you got to play a four seeded NFC South. (laughs) <laughs> which is like the Saints, Buccaneers, or, you know, who Atlanta. And, I mean, the, we should beat any of those teams. Completely agreed. The one thing I'll say about the five seed this year is unless another wild card team wins, you guarantee that you're going to have to go through San Francisco and then go through Philly. Well, that's, that's, if, that's depending if San on how Fran that wins the out. division. Eh, I, they're winning the division. Well, the, I mean, Seattle's got the lead right now. So, yeah, there's a lot of football left. You're right. There's yeah. a lot of football. If yeah. ended right now, you'd have to play Seattle. And going into Seattle is obviously a daunting task. But I think I'd rather play Seattle than try a fourth crack at San Francisco. Oh, you know yes. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but because I'm not. That's the part of this that I want to talk about real quick is I'm, I don't think this team is like capable to exercise demons. Right. Like I think me and you or anybody could be like, I want to go and this is the perfect road. I want to go take out San Fran. I want to take out Philly and I want to go to the Super Bowl and beat whoever's there. Like I, I want the path of least resistance. You know what I mean? I don't want to, I don't want to do this revenge tour because this team has improved that they're good enough to go and do a revenge tour. I want to play Tampa Bay. And then I want to play like a seven seed who like beat a two when they shouldn't have. Like, I want to, I want to play the easiest road possible. I want to go to the Super Bowl. I don't care about what the way it looks like or, or, you know, style points. Like this team, and that's a sad thing because I think if San Fran fans are probably like, even though they've lost three in a row, I bet you San Fran's fans feel pretty good about against anybody. The Eagles feel pretty good against anybody. The Chiefs fans, they know they can beat anyone, even though, you know, Miami, like all these teams that are like legitimately, I know they all got question marks, but the teams that who are going to be there at the end, all their teams and all the fan bases can be like, we'll play anybody, anytime, and we feel good about that. And the Cowboys, I don't know if you can say that. I mean, let's, yeah. 
Cowboys, don't get picky with who you're playing when the, like your team hasn't like we haven't gone to the NFC Championship in 27 years. Don't like let's let's not act like we want the most difficult schedule possible. No, you're right. We want the absolute easiest schedule possible because the Cowboys have not made it there in 27 years. So why are we getting cocky about it? I do real quick. One thing we haven't really touched on Dan Quinn tonight and his defense are you how do you feel like they played? Because it was a very up and down night where the yeah. Eagles offense dominated at times. The Eagles and the Cowboys defense was able to show up in critical moments. Like overall, how do you feel about this defense? Positive, negative? It started off rough, especially. I mean, the first drive surgical for the Eagles, right? Did what they had to do, converted two fourth downs, got a touchdown. Didn't feel good about that. Then they settled down a little bit, got better. And then they, open up the second half with two straight touchdowns. So yeah. it really was like a up and down performance. When you look at the numbers, it's hard to say that they didn't play at least decent. You know, yeah, like we said, we they held Swift a 2.4 yards of carry, only 43 yards rushing on 18 attempts. AJ Brown with his worst by far night with seven receptions, 66 yards. Devontae Smith three for 51. Um, you know, and then Jalen Hurts finished with 207 passing yards, two touchdowns, but he did have 130.2, you know, QB rating. So um, overall, an efficient night for him. Um, it's just it's so funny because you look at it and it's like, OK, statistically, they 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 held the team in check a little bit. Like some of the big hitters weren't massive impact players, but you still lose the game in a game that you feel really good about the offense. So, like, what do you blame? You know, that's the part that kind of brings me back full circle. It's like. Why, why were our some pl- our plays making their biggest mistakes in the biggest moments, and then why are we letting the officials have such a big impact? Because all statistics tell you that the Cowboys played well enough to win this game. Yeah, I, in general, I agree with you. I I think the defense had a decent night. Like the, it hurts. The first two drives of the third quarter really hurt when we came out flat on our first drive of the uh, second half. It was. It, it almost like there were it almost felt and if you looked at Cowboys Twitter, people resigned at that point. It almost felt like the end of the game. And if you were just able to stop them on one of those two drives, it's a very different complexion in this. Now, granted, the Cowboys had opportunities and the defense gave them opportunities to win at the end of the game. So I'm not laying this loss at the feet of Dan Quinn. I would have liked to see like there were moments where our secondary was just getting cooked and it was just like, OK, this is just like Jalen yes. Hurts. This is knife through butter right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and there was there were drives like that against the Niners too, where it's like, did our defense just like forget completely, forget how to play football for like five minutes? Like, <laughs> we looked so good at times, and then you just let the Eagles cakewalk you at times. Yeah. So it all it really makes me wish that we would have traded for a secondary defender at the deadline. That would have mm-hmm. been kind of nice to have tonight. My whole thing is, I, I tweeted out, so I'm glad you reminded me of that. The secondary, that probably, it probably doesn't show it statistically, but due to like the penalties, Donovan Wilson, you know, some of the safeties making some mishaps and, you know, Deron Bland playing well, but giving up a touchdown to Devontae yep. Smith. And it just, it just felt like that's the whole thing, right? You look at the numbers and that's why you can't look at the stats all too well and you can't look at the box score because it doesn't tell the full story. Like you would think that they played outstanding just based on some of these numbers, three sacks, held all these guys the season lows. And at the end of the day, like when it came to make the play, the Eagles made the play and the Cowboys didn't. And that's just, you know, the kind of the story of the game. Yeah. Like, especially following the Rams game where they looked so like the secondary looked so dominant. I can we agree that like I don't think any of 
any of the three starting secondary, like three cornerbacks look good tonight. Like even Deron mm-hmm. Bland had his moments, yeah. but I, I wouldn't say it was a good game from Deron Bland. No, no, no. I mean, he had good moments and like I, what I mean, he played good. I mean, he played the ball well and Devontae Smith made a good play. But yeah, overall, like I wouldn't sit here and sing the praises of anybody in the secondary tonight. Which yeah, it was that's so weird. Like the I the Rams receiving court is at least comparable to the Eagles and falling coming out at times just looking like Jalen Hurts could throw wherever he wanted to. It was just it's these inconsistencies in defense. I'm like, if you could just smooth it out and you like play at play in the beginning, if you if they came out in the second half and played like they did at the end of the first half. We are talking about a completely different ball game here. And so it's just it's frustrating to see the defense just get shredded at times when I know their potential is do- complete domination. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think uh I think we kind of spoke about it in all facets, right? We talked a little bit of positive, we talked about some of the negative, you know, the future prospects of this team. Before we kind of wrap up, Aiden, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to get off your chest? I don't Ferguson is a certified tight end one yeah. and even in a loss he deserves his praise to sung because i was ready to crown him my mvp when i thought we were going to win it mm-hmm. yeah i mean like i said uh we kind of you gotta you take this and then flush it right the cowboys are five and three everything's still in front of them division crown still obtainable you know by the time we'll check in after thanksgiving when our stomach's full you know we'll be able to talk about this and hopefully there'll be eight and three and hopefully the eagles will be as well um, but you know that's down the road, and we got three games to get to there. But you know, a tough loss for the Cowboys to lose to the division rival, kind of do some separation in the NFC East for the time being. With that being said, um, hopefully next week will be a little more positive with the New York Giants. I'll tell you what, right now, you got to feel good about the chances against the Giants. But if we're talking about a loss or a frustrating victory, it's it's not going to be a good place here on the First and Ten podcast. I'll just say that. <laughs> no, but not, not if you not if you lose to Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yeah, whatever his name is. <laughs> Danny DeVito. I love that. No, that's funny. <laughs> so if it, I mean, you got to think they got to bring somebody in at this point, right? You got to think if, because Tyra Taylor's on injury reserve. Danny Dimes looks like he's, you know, out for the year. You don't want to speculate, but that's the early sentiment. It doesn't look good. There's no way they're going to let Tommy DeVito who threw negative, what, two passing yards against the Jets. Like, there's no way you can have that guy out there against this Cowboys defense. At two and seven, I think they Tommy might. DeVito might be exactly what the Giants <laughs> need right now. You know, hand it off, hand it off, hand it off, punt. Hand it, yeah. you know, three and hand then, off, punt. <laughs> and then just hang that picture of Caleb Williams or whatever, Marvin Harrison yeah. Jr. Just hang it above, <laughs> hang it in your You know wall. what's funny, though, is... uh. It's America's game of the week on Fox too, so it's it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a, a afternoon kick, and it's and if if this Cowboys team is who we think they are or hope they are, it sh- it shouldn't be much of a contest. But I mean, they've already beaten them forty to three, and yeah, now with Daniel with Jones. So the, there's, yeah, 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 exactly. So hoping for something similar that would make me feel a lot better about this loss, but. From another Ooh. episode, of the, what, what, what? Plus, it's Mike McCarthy coming off off a loss. They might yeah. just win by eighty points next. Yeah, hundred, hundred and nothing. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't want to get too cocky, but I digress. Uh, another episode of the First and Ten Podcast brought to you by Blogging the Boys, powered by SB Nation. As always, Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis. Hopefully, next week we'll be talking about a W. But until then, peace.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.